Hi everyone and uh, welcome to uh, that rare beast, a Friday live stream. We don't normally do Friday live streams actually, but I am particularly looking forward to this one. So uh, as ever folks, uh, wherever you're watching this one, if you're watching it on YouTube, Facebook, Getter, Twitter, Rumble, wherever, the nonced universe, then that, that's fine. We, we, I had to think about whether or not we should put this out in YouTube, because I know YouTube is very temperamental about these issues. But I thought on reflection, yes, we will. And uh, we, we'll deal with whatever as a consequence. What we're going to be talking about this evening is facts. Um, and I sort of said to my producer before we came on air, well, what can go wrong? I mean, facts, you can't really argue with that, can you? And data. Um, YouTube do, of course. So I think that maybe that's not my bestest decision. We'll see anyway. So yeah, as I say, you're all very welcome. Thanks for uh, thanks for being here with us this evening. And uh, yeah, Matt, good to see you uh, uh, over down in New Zealand. Actually, Matt Carlin, just to let you know, we've got a guy coming on next Wednesday who's a fellow countryman of yours in New Zealand. So uh, we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have that to look forward to next week. But tonight is where we are, and. Uh, well, funny enough, we have we we one of our most regular supporters here on the platform is Dawn in Hawaii. Now I'm not sure if she's going to be on this stream. I haven't seen her yet. Hi, Claude. Uh, but uh, anyway, that is where we are now going because whilst it's uh, it's it's evening in the UK and the darkness has fallen, um, that's not the case uh, where our very special guest is, and that's Ed Dowd, and he's in Hawaii. Hi, Ed. How are you? Good to be here today. Thank you for having me on. No, it's an absolute pleasure. I'm really looking forward to this one, Ed, because, uh, you know, I, I, I followed a lot of the stuff that you've been doing. And uh, I, I saw you on with uh, Tucker Carlson uh, very in the last uh, sort of few days. I saw you, I think, on the Tucker Carlson show. Um, so it's great to have you on our show as well. So we are, um, I guess... You know, we, we our audience is global, so we've got a lot of Brits watch this, but there's Americans watch it, and there's even Kiwis down in uh, in the tyrannical kingdom of uh, New Zealand. So uh, <laughs> we've got we've got quite an audience. But anyway, I, I don't really think that uh, you need an introduction, but maybe just for the benefit of somebody somewhere who maybe's lived lived in a cave and they've just come out and they're just saying, "Who is this guy, Ed Dowd? Ed, give us a quick potted biog of yourself. Sure. You know, so I, I spent my whole career on Wall Street, currently founding partner of uh, a firm called Finance Technologies. It's an alternative macro uh, hedge fund. And right now, before we raise capital to do that, we're working on this uh, issue. And my team and I are doing data collection on excess deaths and disabilities. And I worked at BlackRock for 10 years, managed a large cap growth portfolio, grew it from two to 14 billion through performance and asset gathering. I worked at uh, Donaldson, Lufkin and Genrette as an equity research analyst for two years. Uh, I worked at HSBC, Hong Kong, Shanghai Bank as a fixed income yeah. salesman. So I'm all over the place. I know how the, the system works. And uh, I pick uh, I, I pick stocks for a living. I used to call myself a stock conspiracy theorist because I would say yeah. I would have an idea before everybody else. And if I was right, I'd make a lot of money. But, you know, you take what I'm doing now into the uh, other arenas and I'm being called a, a conspiracy theorist, but my conspiracy theories are backed by data. 
Well, that's the thing. We're going we're going to get into that. Uh, although one of the things I thought was interesting, I was. Um, I think you, you got you did your degree in. I'm trying to remember. It was was it uh, finance and uh, anthropology. Was that was that what one of your degrees was in? Yeah. So my undergrad was at Notre Dame University of Notre Dame in yeah. Indiana, and I double uh, majored in finance and anthropology. The thing about yeah. anthropology, yeah, anthropology was interesting because I had to show up to the classes because they were so small. Your absence <laughs> would be would be noticed. I got straight A's <laughs> in anthropology. And you know what's interesting about anthropology, and this is something that I've taken throughout my whole career. Uh, every every culture uh, transmits their knowledge through storytelling and narratives. That's how it's been done. Before the written word, it was all oral tradition. And mm -hmm. what what we have going on now is a battle of narratives, and so, and that's how the human brain processes things is through narrative. And yeah. we've been subjected to a military grade psyop narrative that's come out in the Twitter files. That's not that's not conspiracy. That's fact. The intelligence agencies, the DOD, they're all they were all involved in, in in what was a psyop to get you to take a vaccine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, with with all your background, I guess like if you're operating in the money markets and Wall Street world, um, pattern recognition is 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 a big thing. I mean, that's kind of what you're. I guess that's what I do. That's what you do, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And, and and so really, in many regards, um, that's what you've applied yourself to, I think, in, in, in your new book. Now, we're just going to bring it up on screen and it'll be in the description below. But just uh, everyone so that uh, we'll just bring it up now. It's on it's over on my side as well. So if you want to go uh, cause unknown, the epidemic of sudden deaths in 2021 and 2022. And I think, Ed, probably we're safe to say in 2023 as well, actually. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, conti it's continuing. And I can talk about the most recent data on the show today. Yeah, because I think, as I say, the, the, just talk us, I mean, how did you get, how did you get to decide that you wanted to write this book? What, what were the drivers that, that encouraged you to do it? Well, I, I applied what I did on Wall Street. So on Wall Street, you know, you, you do patent recognition. And, you know, just so, just so everyone in the audience knows, by the time you read about something in the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, or see it on the BBC or wherever you see it, when you see that news, you've already missed the opportunity to make money. So my job was to be ahead of all the financial press, all my peers. And the way you do that is uh, through patent recognition and noticing a trend change. So obviously, obviously in early 2021, I live on Maui and uh, personally, I didn't know anybody who got COVID. Uh, I heard of people who knew people who got COVID, but in 2020, no one on this island that I knew got COVID. Then in 21, COVID started appearing. Then also mysteriously injuries and weird uh, stories about people taking the vax and having a reaction. And then mm. anecdotally, someone, so-and-so's uncle died. So I started hearing about deaths. And then I started seeing on Twitter uh, the sudden athletic deaths in the, in, amongst the soccer yeah. players. Uh, and, and, and there's a reason why the soccer players were affected first. It's the most uh, cardio-intensive sport out there, more so than football, basketball yeah. here in the U.S. So they started dropping. And I know a couple things about statistics because you know, I apply statistics in my job. And that most vaccines... Uh, do have adverse effects and reactions, yeah. death and injury being one of them. But they're so rare, anecdotally, I shouldn't be hearing them, especially multiple anecdotes. So that's when my, my bells and whistles went off. And uh, then the mandates hit, and that's when I became super uh, activated. And Dr. Malone came to the island, and 
he elevated mm -hmm. my Twitter feed and uh, I just got involved. Uh, experts came to me. I gathered a team of, uh, you know, insurance uh, experts and yeah. PhD physicists. And basically yeah. we're just analyzing, uh, we count ones and zeros, dead, not dead, disabled, mm. not disabled. And the numbers are just, they're, they're stark. And at our uh, firm website, Finance Technology, spelled PH instead of an F, we yeah. have the Humanity Project with all the data. We do the UK, we do all of Europe. We do the uh, Australia and the U.S. We look at U.S. disability. It's it's all there, and the numbers are atrocious, and it's a disaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think you know it's interesting what you say about what you found um, when this whole thing came upon us, because just like you, I think it's a common experience. We heard of people who had COVID, but we didn't know anyone who had COVID. And, and subsequently, Ed, similarly, when it came to, you know, all the people who were dying, I, I never knew anyone who, who, who died of COVID. Now, if you then ask me, do you know anyone who was seriously injured as a consequence of the vaccines? That's a different story, you know, but it, it is remarkable. And sports people, you, you said that, you know, you noticed fairly early on that sports guys were, were dropping and they were dropping this side of the, the Atlantic as well. And I remember speaking to a, a, a very well-known professional footballer called Matt Letizia, really good guy. And uh, and I was saying to him, you know, there's all these footballers, young, you know, super felt, super healthy, really fit guys, worth loads of money, by the way, to their teams. And they, they're just dropping dead. Uh, is that how it's always been? And he said, no, in all his career, they're, they're just it was unknown. Um, Ed. So, I mean, that's presumably what you saw as well. Yeah. So um, in my book, we look, so the book is a marriage of two things. Sudden, mm. sudden story, stories, hu real human story links to stories yeah. of sudden, uh, sudden athletic deaths. And then people who died in their sleep and celebrities dropping on stage. But on the mm. athletic question, there was a study done in 2006, the Lausanne study from Switzerland. It's one of the most peer-reviewed, cited studies. And, they, you know, they didn't get every death, but yeah. they, they, they took a stab at it. And they, over a 38-year period, they found 1,101 sudden athletic deaths under the age of 35 that occurred on the field, yeah. or, you know, on the way to yeah. the hospital. That's 29 a year. That's averaging 29 a year. So did this mm. happen before the vaccine? It did, but it was so rare. And when yeah. it happened, it was usually a national news story. These stories in my book are all local because they're not they're not you know yeah. highlighting these now, and we are, we're lucky to have a month with twenty nine a month. This is it was twenty nine a year. Now we have months with ninety, one ten, uh, you know eighty. It's and it just racks up since 2021, 2022. So statistically, there's something going on there. But what really is the smoking gun is the the metadata, the insurance. Uh, data yeah. that I found and the disability data that show in the U.S., the employed population of the U.S. has had worse health outcomes than the general population. And that's never occurred in the history of the U.S. because employed people by their very nature yeah. are, are healthier because they get up and go to work. And they tend to be ages 25 through 64 and so why are they dying uh, more excessively than the general populations around the planet in, in the West? And why are their disability rates way higher? Yeah, that, so, you know, I, spe and I speculate it's the vaccines. In my book, 
I show that an event occurred for the, you know, the millennials in the U.S., especially in group life policyholders. These are folks that work at Fortune 500 companies. Yeah, yeah. These are the elite of the elite, access to the best health care. They uh, had an event where in the third quarter of 2021, when the mandate yeah. hit, their, their excess deaths went up 84% in this very select elite group, 84 to 84% from around 30%, you know, prior to yeah. the mandate. So, and the numbers continue to be awful. Um, I have a whistleblower who, sh who showed me the most recent society of actuary numbers, and it's starting to reaccelerate in the fourth quarter. And December went out at 43% excess death for zero to 44 age group. And she's saying uh, that this is likely going to be worse in January and February of 2023. So whatever's mm, going yeah. on, it seems to be reaccelerating. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's as you say. I mean, the title of your book is "Cause Unknown: The Epidemic of Sudden Deaths." Yeah, and, and and that's what we see. We see this died suddenly. Um, and and you're also right, Ed, that a lot of these stories never go anywhere near the national press. Uh, it's it is in the in the, in the sort of local local media that you'll find about some twenty five year olds just just died, and 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 it's like there's a complete lack of interest. In, in, in these sudden deaths, which is without precedent, because ordinarily these were up until 2020, if this had happened, it would have it would have made national news. Now it's like, yeah, yeah, it happens all the time, and it clearly doesn't. And as you're saying, it's the it's the the kind of healthiest demographic that's suddenly dying, dying and getting disabled, and um, mm. you know, I, I when I was a young man, there was a basketball player who had a rare, you know, he was very tall and he had this rare heart condition that affects tall people. Len Bias uh, was an NBA basketball. He died on the, on, on, I think on the court or close to the court. And, yeah. and uh, it was national news for weeks. There were, you know, people, then they went into like this condition and we talked about it forever. Yeah. Now, now, now this happens all the time and we don't talk about it in the national media. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah, it, it is remarkable. But then we've even seen videos of people collapsing on on the on on the field of sport, and again, the the, the media is really, really not wanting to talk about about it at all. And it's like you know, as you, as you said, you, you in your book, Ed, you're using data, you're using facts, and which I think is particularly helpful because. Once we get into the area of speculation and stuff, then everyone's got an opinion and all of that. But you can't argue with disturbing information such as those percentage increases in, in, in certain demographics. Yeah. So let, let, let's talk about the data. So the data is it is what it is. And in my book, I conclude with the following. I say, look, uh, forget about what the who and the why. It just is. And oh, by the way. The global healthcare authorities and global governments see what I see, but they're they're quiet about it. If yeah. you remember, in 2020, there was a, a in a lot of news programs. There was a ticker tape of dead bodies and cases that's yeah. disappeared. And so I've I said it in the conclusion of the book at this this point it's a crime and a cover up. And, and the who and the why doesn't matter. It just needs to end, and then investigations need to begin. And I'm not that's above my pay grade. But I will say this: my two partners. Uh, live in Portugal, they're PhD physicists. And, yeah. um, and they said to me, Ed, why is the US not taking the lead on this issue? Usually they do. And you know, a country like Denmark has effectively banned vaccines for under 50. 
uh, <laughs> because their, their their mortality is horrendous. And the UK, I believe, uh, has has stopped uh, boosters for under fifty as well, or recommending them at least. Recommend, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. So so. It seems to me the global governments are quietly kind of um, backing uh, off this, but never going to admit to anything. But, you know, so unfortunately, this is kind of a situation where the media is never going to admit it. Uh, the governments aren't going to admit it. So it's word of mouth. We have to save lives. I mean, I've never seen anything quite this ridiculous in my whole career. It's a yeah. fraud that has got governments and, and regulators involved. Well, I completely agree. And as you say, the information that like that, that you've you guys have looked at, um, this is this is this is sort of public information knowledge. It's not like you know you you've pulled it out of a closet somewhere. So the governments do know it. The health authorities do know it. So why are they not interested in it? Uh, it's a right. combination. It's a combination of um, two things that you know some people. Are covering their 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 uh, CYA, cover mm-hmm. your you know ASS. Mm-hmm. Then there's then there's also um, people who, uh, you know, took this jab believing it was vetted and, and correct, and they're having a hard time looking at anything other than what they thought they were. They, you know, it's an ego thing. So there's cognitive dissonance. People are unable to admit. That maybe yeah. they made a mistake, yeah. and they don't want to know. So we, we're, we're, we're that, that's the, you know, I'm trying to convince people that this has happened, and we need to get into acceptance pretty quickly. We can't, we can't go through the four stages of grief, denial, anger, depression, acceptance. Yeah. We need to get to acceptance quickly so we can stop the programs. Yeah, because, because, because that's the bit that strikes me. If you follow the information like you do, uh, and you see the the very disturbing trends within that. The obvious thing to do is, to, at, at the very minimum, to hit a pause and say, right, we, we just stop now until we've gone into deeper assessment, because that, that could save lives. Because, again, I mean, in your book, Ed, it, all those photographs of all, all those individuals who ha- have lost their lives, I mean, every one of those is a tragedy. It's not just a name, you know, it's not just a name on a wall. It's a, it's a life, it's a family, it's a mother, brother, sister, whatever. You know, they're all individual tragedies. And, and so that's why I think you do a great service by flagging these up, because uh, other than that, they just go essentially swept away into the, the in, into, into the sort of mess of time and forgotten. So, yeah, when, when young people die, it's always a tragedy. And uh, yeah. especially, yeah. especially, you know, if, if you're if you're a parent and you're married and you're you and your wife and your child who's 17 dies on the athletic field. It's tragic, beyond tragic, and then you know marriages end over things like this, and there's unanswered questions, and mm. it, it, and then it affects siblings, and then it, you know it, this the, the human cost of this mentally is going to start to unfortunately rise over time, and this is devastating. I mean, it's not just numbers in a spreadsheet; it's not just some no. Wall Street guy on Maui. I mean, yeah. I know per, I know personally people who have been injured; they haven't died yet, but they're you know they're in their thirties and they have heart issues. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, but, but what when you talk about cognitive dissonance, one of the things I found very strange was I know people who went through taking their vaccines, their first, their second. They weren't well. They were unwell after both that, but they still went and took their boosters and they were unwell. Surprise, surprise. And it's like they, you talk about not pattern recognition. There's like zero pattern recognition. Um, certainly enough reason to, to, to hesitate, to pause. 
But there's not, that's why, this is unlike anything in our lifetime. We've never experienced this kind of, and I know Robert, Dr. Maloney's talked about, about these issues, you know, is it this kind of mass sort of hypnosis? What is it that makes people disregard facts and evidence? A lot of it's ego and, 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 uh, and, and, and the ego is hard and fast. And I saw this in the financial markets all the time. So yeah. this is my third mass formation psychosis. There was the dot-com bubble. There was the real estate bubble. Now yeah. I call it the, the vaccine bubble. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you an, an anecdote from when I was a young analyst, uh, technology analyst. Enron was a fraud. And yep. I got I got my firm. This is before I joined BlackRock. I got my firm out of Enron, and I was talking to a colleague at another firm, and I said, "Look, this is a fraud. It's gonna, you know, it was, it, the stock had already reached a high of like ninety, and it was already like at forty. It's already down a lot." Mm. I said, "This is a fraud. You got to get out." And he said, "Well, Ed, I talked to the CEO. You know, okay. uh, the CEO went to jail. So this this is the so." So <laughs> people appeal to authority. Yeah, they do. Yeah, you know, and that, and and that, and and I watch people's careers get destroyed over this type of thing. And unfortunately, this is your life. This is your health. This is mm -hmm. potentially your life. And so I, I've come up with a finance analogy, and I talk about it a lot. It's like this is like a trade on Wall Street. Either you're long the vax or short the vax. If you're long the vax and you took the the initial boost, uh, two shots. Yeah. Don't get boosters because getting boosters is the equivalent of doubling down as it goes lower on its way to zero. Um, and why would you take a vaccine? We, we, what do we know now? We know it's not effective. It doesn't work yep. as yep. advertised. And now there's serious health concerns. So why would you take something that doesn't work continuously feeling crummy after taking it? So yeah. you're, on the wrong, you're on the wrong side of a trade, except this is your life and your health. So get out of mm. the trade. Stop. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I look upon it as it's like you want to play Russian roulette and, yeah. you know, but but how often are you going to pull that trigger? And, and, and but but yet, I mean, there are there are people on their fifth, their fifth job. Uh, and I think those people are lost to, to well, they're lost to reason anyway. And I just think, I mean, are they completely oblivious of the, the damages that, that you've cataloged, Ed, and, and, and damages which we see, you know, in other places as well? So that it, there's certainly reasonable basis to, to, to hesitate. But then, as you said, people also appealed authority, higher authority and all of that. You know, it, it doesn't affect us critical thinkers. I think that's the, the thing I've learned from this. And you can be a critical thinker in any sphere and of any age. That's what I've also learned from this here. Um, the people that have resisted it, you know, some of the most intelligent people I know went 100% with it. Yeah. So this is a phenomenon that occurred on Wall Street all the time. And I, right. I made I made my career betting against so-called experts because I used critical thinking and, you know, pattern yeah. recognition and common sense. And on Wall Street, there are these silos of technical expertise. And I used to, you know, arbitrage the silos of expertise. So when this VAX came out, you're right. All these people that I thought were previously super smart, yeah. Yeah. you know, they, they, they couldn't see it because, um, you know, again, there's this strange thing with really intelligent people that they want to be, they don't want to go against the crowd. They want social proof and they appeal to authority. Happens all the time. And I made money. Um, betting against Harvard MBAs all the time. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that, that it, it, it was so strange in the early days. I think as we've gone through this, 
the cognitive dissonance is so obvious that uh, a lot of people have picked up on it. But initially, uh, I mean, we actually, funny enough, we saw it in a different regard here in the UK back in 2016 when we had the whole Brexit debate. And the most, the most well-educated people, or many of them, were 100% against the notion of a sovereign United Kingdom. They just they didn't want it. And I always thought that was a bit strange. That was a bit of cognitive dissonance. But it went off the scale when we got to 2020, 2021, and uh, 21 in particular, because as you said, that, that's when all this epidemic of deaths became you know, really, really obvious. And at, at this point, we, we see excess deaths everywhere. I mean, I've seen some countries where the percentages are, are just, as you, you mentioned earlier, they're really large. Like they're not, they're not on the margin of error. This, are, this is just really, really off the scale, Ed. Yeah, and you know, so my PhD physicists are super brilliant gentlemen and they wrote on uh, methodology papers on how to calculate excess death properly because these guys think differently than you know a lot of people just use the five-year prior average but if your population of your country is growing or declining that yeah. will affect so they they, they 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 do what they do as physicists they 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 you know they they, they make they make uh adjustments for that and the numbers are still awful and we have three different methodologies of calculating excess death and we have a favorite uh, our, our 2c is our favorite but you use all three that it gives the same answer the answer is not good. And so the, 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 the data is undeniable at this point. And the problem we, we're facing is just getting the message out. And the good news is booster uptake across the globe seems to be on the wane. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. Yep. And, and, you know, look, I, I, I'm appealing to the marginal mind, the person who didn't really, you know, wasn't fervent, you know, wasn't like excited about getting the vax, but had to because they had a job. To, that they needed to like get it for. And there's a lot of people like that. And if we can get those people on our side, which we are, we change yeah. this. The, the, I call the 20% the hardcore COVIDians that are, this is a religious thing to them. Yeah. It's They're part of their gone. identity. They're yeah. gone. And, uh, you know, yeah. don't I don't argue with them. I just let them be. No, exactly. They're the people that still walk around in masks. I see them. There's not a lot of them, but there are some of them. And, and as you said, they are, they're full cultists. They, they are branch Covidians, as you say. And, and I don't think they're, I think they've gone beyond reason. I don't think you can really uh, chat to them, but there's other people. I mean, for example, I've, I've got family and uh, I mean, I never took the, uh, the, uh, the, the so-called uh, vaccine. I never took it, but I've got kids and they did take it, um, unfortunately. Um, but, They've reached a point where I don't think they would take it again. I think they they recognize there's enough flack floating around. Why would they want to take it again? If for no other reason, Ed, if you've taken something three times and it doesn't work, why the hell would you take it a fourth time or a fifth yeah. time? You that's, know, the so, good, that's the good news. That's yeah, the good I think news. there is good news, yeah. And, and the uptake of the booster in the States, uh, the most recent one, has been, I think, pretty calamitously low. You know, I mean, as well seen Fauci's gone into hiding because um, it, basically it seems to me that a lot of Americans have also, you know, seen through it. There was that kind of rebel spirit in Americans to start with, I think, which you didn't get over the side of the, uh, the Atlantic here in the UK and Ireland. There was a lot of compliance, a lot of people. 
as somebody points out here, said that, um, you know, they, they, they were conditioned by the media. You see, yeah, this is the problem. The media conditioned them during lockdown, you know, to, to, be, to be afraid, to be scared. But yet the thing that they should be afraid of is the information in your book. That's what they should be scared about. Not the bogeyman that presented by the media for 2020. Um, so I only hope that, uh, you know, more and more people will wake up to the to the date to the real dangers i think it's happening and one of my fears and i'm not willing to state to shed it one of my fears is that there's medium term and long-term effects from this and i i want to see the numbers start to come i want to see excess death come down i want to see disabilities come down they're not yet and and that concerns me and the reason we need to get stop the current vaccine program everywhere, start investigations, and then we need to get the word out so we can start healing people from this. Because I do believe the human body is an amazing thing. Yep. Not everybody received the same type of dose. The good news right. is that yep. this, this, this uh, vaccine needed to be stored at minus 70 degrees. And often it wasn't, and it degraded. So you got, you got goop in your arm, luckily. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, actually, anyone who knows anything about refrigeration and stuff like that would understand the technical ability to sustain a minus 70 is not great. I, I, I mean, that was probably one of the blessings that they, it required that deep, deep, deep level of uh, freezing. Yeah, that, that's one of the blessings. The other blessing is uh, it's, uh, oftentimes it came in five dose vials and it needed to be shaken. And if it wasn't shaken... The people at the, who got the first couple doses didn't get much but saline, and the people at the bottom got the hot dose. So, mm. uh, you know, if you've been jabbed, don't freak out, don't live in fear. And if you feel fine, you're probably fine. Um, but, you know, every time you, like you said earlier, every time you get a booster, it's like, you know, you start off with the first dose, that's one yeah. bullet in the chamber of six. You get a I booster, know. that's two, then three. Then, so you keep getting them, you're, gonna, you're, gonna, you're, gonna, you're increasing your odds of getting injured or dying. Yeah, but, but the thing is that like, like like one of the things in your book, you, you're really clear on the fact that it is it's it's the healthiest demographic of all where we see this sudden, you know, unexplained deaths happening. I, I can understand people in their in their maybe their 80s or, you know, the back end of their lives with various comorbidities. I can understand where you, well, where you get death in that age group. But you shouldn't be getting death in like 40 year olds and, and 30 year olds. That, that, not in the way that we've seen. I mean, that is that's the thing that's unprecedented in this. Yeah. And there's a certain there's a certain wickedness there, Ed, because we were told when this all broke, oh, you know, COVID-19, it, it, it's the elderly, the, the most vulnerable. And all of a sudden we went from the elderly and the most vulnerable to everybody. And, and that doesn't make rational sense to me either. Zero sense. And it, it bears, it's borne out in the numbers, especially when I looked at the CDC uh, numbers. So in 2020, it was predominantly old people. And then, so about 500,000 Americans perished in 2020 excessively. That's above what we would normally expect. Mm -hmm. About yeah. 520,000 in 2021. But the mix shift, the mix shift from old to young, just in the millennial age group alone, there were 40,000 excess millennial deaths in 2020, then 60,000 in 2021. That doesn't make any sense. No sense whatsoever. The, 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 the vi you talk to, to any epidemiologist or virologist, did the virus yes. suddenly target young working age people at great jobs? I don't think so. I don't think so. No, no, I don't. And I mean, when you put those kind of numbers, like, you know, 60,000, I mean, that's like what? Let's last like, like 15, 9, 11s. It's, it's like... 
it's it's like a, a catastrophe of death. It's but, a Vietnam War uh, for the yeah. millennials. Uh, yeah. Vietnam took 58,000 Americans over 12 years. This happened in one. Yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, 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 and that's just in the, in, in the U.S. Once you then globalize the stats and, and you look at it, it, it's, it is therefore without precedent in, in, in our history, as far as I can see. Um, and, the, and, and it must be the same. I think it's the same. Like the, 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 the data you've gotten, Ed, for the states, I, th I think the, US, the U.K. is pretty much exactly the same. I, I would be very surprised if it's any different in terms of w what we're seeing in terms of those demographics. Um, let, me, let me talk to your U.K. audience. In my book, I talk about some U.K. data that's very interesting. Yep. The, there's a, uh, the vaccines for, for children, zero, uh, 1 through 14, wasn't introduced until much later in November yep. of 2021. What's yeah. interesting is excess mortality for the UK one through 14 age group went down throughout the whole lockdowns because the number one cause of death for that age group is accidental. So when you have less activity, you're not moving around, you're not yeah. going out. Yeah. Uh, the deaths went down. Then mysteriously in November of 2021, they started going back up. That's when the uh, vaccine was introduced into the UK for that age group. Mm -hmm. But there, and so every other age group excess deaths were going up as the vaccines were rolled out. One through 14 was going down. Lockdowns ended well before that. So they were still going down. And then in November, oh, wow. I, I wonder curious. why. Yeah. Yes. I wonder what no. that was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you say it like that, it, it's, it's some of this is blindingly obvious when, when yeah. you got that information, isn't it? Uh, yeah. I mean, no. we can we we can we can blame the vax vaccine through a whole bunch of so in the U.S. it's the employed, the disabilities in the U.K. Yeah. it's the children, in Denmark it's just a disaster across every age group. Excess mortality went up every year. So 2020 mm. was this, 2021 was this, 2020, and every so so whatever they're doing in Denmark uh, isn't working. In fact, it's it's yeah. it's, it's what what, are, what do they do in Denmark? It's you know well, they're, yeah. they're one of the most highly vaccinated countries. Well, yeah, well, you can draw your own conclusions. It's a bit like Germany. If you look at the excess deaths in Germany, I was looking at some of it's, it's, it's shocking. And Germany was very compliant when it came to the, you know, the pushing the, uh, the vaccines in, in, into the, uh, well, in, into the, the, the employees of the companies and the coercion and, and, and all of that. You know, it was, is there anything that says in the States that in those individual states, where they they didn't push the mandates that there was there was less death. Is there any evidence of that? Uh, we haven't done state by state yet. Uh, mm -hmm. That 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 we haven't done that yet. But I will say, I will say this: um, we did put out a report a couple of weeks ago. Well, first of all, we linked disabilities to the vaccine uptake, and there was a, like a 0 0.90 correlation. Now, people will say, oh, correlation's not causation. Oh, no, they but do, the yeah. The, yeah. Time, the, the, the timing of it was, you know, dead spot on. It just vaccines and disabilities straight up. In fact, we've added 3.2 million disabilities in the U.S. in, you know, in a, a short 18 months uh, since mm -hmm. vaccination rollout, it had been running around 29 to 30 million for the prior five years and then shot up to 33.2. Then we looked at the mRNA clinical trials. We only have two months of uh, data. That's right. But, yeah. But, yeah. But we looked at a report done by some gentlemen in Israel and analyzed the special severe uh, adverse events. Now, you have to understand Pfizer and Moderna 
um, uh, their definition of that was quite low. They made it quite restrictive, but still, even with their narrow definition, we came up with a um, hypothetical, we came up with the same, the, the, the order of magnitude of adverse events is very similar to what we're seeing in the real world. We linked that statistically yeah. through some yeah. modeling and we show that they knew then that this thing had a safety signal and they should have stopped it. So in, in just those two months, there were so many adverse events, according to their narrow definition, it was the same order of magnitude as, as what we're seeing in the real world. So this is yeah. definitely uh, a crime at this point. Yeah, because as you say, Ed, you know, if you go back in the history of, 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 of other uh, pharmaceutical interventions, um, any kind of safety signal at all would have meant that it would have been canned. I mean, they would not have proceeded to do what has happened in, in these last couple of years. And, uh, you know, I mean, I have friends who worked in pharmaceutical companies in the R&D areas and such like that there. And and and, and so what, what what's happened with... Um, with like Pfizer and Moderna uh, and even AstraZeneca here in the UK, like they, they knew perfectly well that there were issues, but didn't matter. It didn't matter. Didn't matter. And in, in fact, let me give you this. So there's a, an endpoint that a lot of drugs get tested for. It's called all cause mortality, meaning yep. if yep. more people die in the, uh, in the drug arm than the placebo arm, the risk reward is not good. And it's, you know, not approved. Well, no. we found out later in 2021 that through a FOIA request that Pfizer failed their all-cause mortality endpoint, and that was not made available to investors at the time or anybody. But in a normal, in a normal, normal, um, you know, drug approval process, that would be not approved in the stock. Yeah. If, it was a, yeah. if it was a single products company, it would be down 80% the next day. So here we go. The, this rubber stamp this. Yeah, but th but then look at the financial performance of Pfizer and Moderna. Look 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 how their stocks absolutely ballooned. Look at the money that was made, um, you know, with those companies. Yeah, so let me, so Pfizer, you know, has a long history, and prior to COVID, their revenues had grown to forty plus billion. It took them decades to get there. Then in yeah. one year, they went to ninety billion. <sighs> okay. Took, yeah. it took decades to get to 40, one year 90. I did, I did the back of the uh, math, uh, math, the back of the envelope math on Pfizer. Yeah. You got to remember, there was talk in 2021 of quarterly boosters forever with vaccine mandate cards, and th th mm -hmm. that was the plan. My calculations for Pfizer was that that actually came to fruition, they, and they got half the global market share of five billion people. That was 390 billion. Their revenues would be bigger than uh, Apple's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because but there's still a determination to try and make the the vaccines as such uh, at least an annual uh, an annual thing. So I guess that guarantees a revenue stream into the likes of uh, Pfizer, doesn't it? If yeah, are, it, it does. Yeah, it does. yeah. Moderna, it does. Moderna's stock went gangbusters, and it's off like eighty percent since then. Because yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So because, you know, look, eventually this is all going to come out um, and it's not going to be good for Pfizer or Moderna long term. But, you know, Pfizer's still holding up because they are a multi-product company. And yeah. so but I, I, I would not be involved in those stocks uh, anytime soon. I think I think they're going to be under uh, a lot of litigation over the next decade. Oh, I, would, I think that's very sensible advice. Yeah. 
Um, you, you know, I, I think Moderna is really vulnerable. I think I think Pfizer, as you say, is, is, is a bigger setup. But I mean, presumably, would they have with the likes of Pfizer as an organization, would they have factored in things like potential legal compensation issues like that? Into yeah, no, that, that that's part of that's when when they do, so when they do um, budgets for drugs. Yeah. Um, it, well, it, the, the net present value calculation includes uh, fines. Right. Yeah, that, this is part of doing business. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but it's, yeah, but fines, yeah, part of doing business, but it could cost, well, it has cost. It has cost, and, but this, this, this is the dirty secret of, of, of pharmaceutical, you know, they get, they push the envelope, they get away with what they can, and they say, well, if we get caught, this is what'll happen. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because because I know I think I think I'm right in saying like likes of Pfizer have on on previous drugs that they've brought out had massive oh, yeah. fines. Yeah, massive fines yeah. and massive. Yeah, I think I think was it was in India. I think they they basically told them to go away and stuff. I mean, there's such a the, the thing I don't know about you, but before 2020, I didn't really have that much interested in these big pharmaceutical companies and stuff. You know, I knew they were there. I was aware of them. It wasn't part of my life, Ed. You know what I mean? So it was like, okay, that's Pfizer, whoever. And then all of a sudden, three years on, you know, all of our awareness of these companies is, has, has also ballooned. So we are very woke, I think, now to, to them and their games. Well, what do you think of the notion that, for example, again, given all this, uh, all these sudden deaths and all the unknown causes of death, the likes of, I think it's Pfizer are looking on a nasal spray so you can you don't have to get a needle in your arm now. You just spray it and it goes up your nose. It totally protects you from uh, from COVID nineteen. Uh, I mean, it's like they've got an NPD pipeline of further interventions, just as bad as the ones that they've had. Well, you know, so so what we're learning, and like yourself, I was not paying attention because mm. you know the life. The, the, fraud, the, fraud, the fraud and the regulatory capture has been here for this just didn't happen overnight. So the regulators no. are, have been captured for maybe a decade plus or maybe even more. But mm. so so they were getting away with it. But it was in, you know, it was in a smaller population. It didn't send a signal that would, now this is a bridge too far. It's a mass global population mm. campaign and it shows up in the metadata to the point where. It's a disaster. So th th this is something that we're going to have to go back and we're going to gonna have to investigate the whole system. I think the whole system is going to be reworked eventually because a lot of these drugs, you know, they, they don't work. They're not effective. Uh, they cause side effects and then they, you know, they can, you know, make money treating the side effects. I mean, it's kind of a racket, it seems to me. I agree with you. I mean, the, 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 and the thing about this, these particular interventions were, you know, we know that they didn't stop you getting it or transmitting it or becoming, you know, hospitalized or dying. So on every criteria, I would have thought, Ed, they fail. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure what, I, well, I've got theories. I'll not go into them, what, what they do. But the one thing I don't think they seem to be evidentially capable, capable of proving is they don't save lives. They might no. take lives. No, I mean the the, map, the 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 data is in. There's been more uh, people killed than saved, and it, well, saved is an interesting word because it doesn't even work. So, it, it you're literally taking an experimental gene therapy that was never tested on animals, 
In, yep. in, in effect, the global population is part of the biggest phase three uh, clinical drug trial ever because they stopped the, 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 uh, the clinical trials after two months mm -hmm. and they rolled it out. So literally, if you're taking yeah. it, you're part of yeah. what I call a phase three clinical trial. You are the experiment. Yeah, which is, yeah, the globe, the global population is the experiment. And, and I, again, as I'm sure you're very aware, like up until this point, uh, to get to NPD in, in, in pharmaceutical uh, drugs, it takes years, 10, 15 years, and even then, no guarantee of return. It's a very, it's a very fraught with difficulty process. So I was amazed, well, not amazed, but alarmed when they were able to just push this thing through within a couple of months, the, this elixir of life as it was being sold to people. And, uh, and now from a 2023 perspective, I think all the alarm, I think it, I actually think the whole thing's collapsing a bit though. Do you not? Because, you know, like Fauci's left the scene in the States and uh, you've got people like DeSantis and uh, one of my big disappointments is Trump actually. Trump seems to still be very keen on what was achieved and I'm not sure that's the best look. But um, maybe there's just a reluctance amongst the higher sort of uh, the elite, so to speak, to recognize the scale of their crime. Well, Trump, Trump, uh, this, you know, a lot of people love him, hate him. Uh, one thing I do know, he, he wasn't part of the club. No. Um, and he was trying to fix things. But, he, you know, like all of us, we all have our, our character defects and flaws. And he, his, yep. ego, his ego is huge. And maybe he deep down knows it, but he can't admit it. And it's it's it, he, I, I think it's going to be a problem if he doesn't pull a 180. I don't think he has a chance of ever getting elected to president again unless he comes clean. That's my personal opinion. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I see. Yeah, I can see people on the stream saying Ed, that uh, they reckon that Trump was probably lied to. I'm sure he was. He was positioned anyway. He would have been told things. Whereas. The likes oh, of I'm sure he was lied to, but he's got to. You got to. You got. I mean, he said recently that the vaccines have saved 100 million lives. I mean, that's just insanity. That's, yeah, it is insanity. That, that that that's really not 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 a good look. But as you said, not, I mean, we're, none of us is perfect, and we all have got yeah. got our weaknesses. But uh, I I think like when I look at a state like Florida and I see the DeSantis approach, I mean that that seems to be pretty decent to my point of view. You know, people there have got uh, certainly seem to have a, a much greater sense of uh, of latitude when it comes to these experimental treatments yeah so this, this reminds me of big tobacco big tobacco you know uh lied about the harmful effects of nicotine forever they hit yeah. it yeah um, and there were lawsuits none of them were successful until the state's attorneys got involved then discovery yeah. was allowed so we have DeSantis, uh, state's attorney, is looking into this. I think others will join. So the good news is this is happening a lot quicker than the tobacco wars. Ah, uh, yeah, and, that's true. And, and so I think it's just a, not, it's not a question of if, but when this really gets going. And I do think the awakening is happening pretty quick. My fear is the awakening happens too quick, and there's violence from the people who don't know what we know that feel betrayed and. You know, we just we hope yeah. we, we got to stay away from that. No, I completely agree. But a lot of people I've heard a lot of people say that, Ed, that, you know, that the, let's call them the normies who have kind of went with the re regime, who have went with the narrative. Once they once they waken up and see what you see, what I see, what people on these streams see, how do they 
psychologically, what does that do to them? How do they respond? Will they be angry? Will they be like, what, what, what will that mean? Cause we're talking, you know, potentially billions of people. Yeah. Billions of people waking up at the same time is a scary prospect. And, uh, it's yeah. something we have to. It's a, it's something we have to think about. And you know, my I want to save lives. So you know, I've said on other podcasts, maybe I'm an unwitting agent of chaos. But the truth has to come out. We just can't let people keep jabbing themselves to death. So it, it, it's a potentially a problem. But we need those of us that are have our heads and wits about us need to help navigate these people through the process. I, oh, I think so. Yeah. And I think it's very important that we are kind to these people and, and, and that, you know, that there's nothing worse than being smug and sort of saying, oh, if yeah. only you had a that, that achieves nothing in life because it, you just annoy people, basically, you know. Well, yeah, I, I totally agree. And, you know, look, we all have loved ones that, that took the jab and not yeah. everybody took it was, you know, mean about it. A lot of people just like to go along to get along. Yep. Those are the people we need to really have compassion for. The branch COVIDians, they're going to do what they're going to do. Some of them yeah. may turn violent once the, the cult, they break away from the cult. But those are the people I just, you know, my dad is out there. If they come to it, great. But I, I, I don't have any interest in like having conversations with them because they're not, they don't receive information well. No, that, that, that's what I found. I, I find that the core branch COVIDians, it, there is no point in debate because, uh, and if you provide them with information, they, they get they get angry. I, I yeah. find, uh, and yeah. they'll shut you down and they'll be nasty, and and uh, and so there's, there's just no point uh, with them. But but there, as you said, that's maybe I don't know 10, 20 percent, yeah. maybe you know. So there's a big chunk of people in the middle, which you which is why this is why I think what you're doing in your book Ed, is such a good thing. You're appealing to I think to humanity a broader section of humanity who 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 do see stories like you know well how come a 25 year old you know um, sports player just drops dead or how come somebody on stage these we've seen so many celebrities as well i just saw what was it yesterday justin bieber now i have to say i'm not a particular justin bieber's not exactly my musical taste mm. but i see he's cancelled his world tour because of this recurrent bell's palsy or whatever adverse reaction he has had and and you know like i feel sorry for the i feel sorry for them because they probably thought they were doing the right thing yeah i'm some judge they, they probably I mean they were wrong but they thought they were doing the right thing yeah and and you know look i wrote this book for my loved ones and and you know if you're if you have loved ones buy the book and hand it to them because it does i'm hearing stories and it does start to wake people up because i'm not a doctor i don't get into the you know, all these debates about the mechanism of what's, I, I'm just saying yeah. it is, yeah. you know. I, I agree with you. Yeah. I mean, that, that's for the medical experts. There's the human side of it. And I think human stories are more compelling for most people than, I mean, I, I, I wish I had that knowledge of scientific knowledge to understand transmission mechanisms and all of that, but I don't. And most people are like us. They don't have that, but they sure as hell understand about well, how come an eighteen-year-old kid just drops dead? Then how come? Wonder why that is. Do you know? Yeah. And why is it? Why, why is it only happening since twenty twenty-one? Why? Why yeah. are the employed population of the Western nations sicker than the, the the folks who left their jobs refusing the jab, or people who work for themselves? I know. know. I mean, that, yeah. I mean, that, that that for me is in the book. That that's such a startling statistic that when you really think, let that sink in. You think, my God, it's kind of obvious isn't it it's kind of obvious 
And that, that's the best thing, you see. When you put the information, people can come to their own conclusions, which is pretty much what you do in the book, because as you say, you're not leading people to the conclusion. You're just providing the information for them to come to the conclusion. Yeah, and, and you know, I went before Senator Johnson in Washington, D.C. in December, and I presented, you know, basically the situation about the employed population of the country. And I said, this, as far as I'm concerned, this is a national security issue. And if you don't agree with me, why at the very least aren't we talking about this? So let's assume I'm wrong. This should be all over the newspapers, but it's not. Yeah. And actually, do you think that will have a consequence to the U.S. economy, all that damage in that demographic? Uh, unfortunately, well, so the, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, disabilities start to tick down. I'm hoping that excess deaths start to normalize. If they don't, mm. we mm. have dire economic consequences for decades to come in terms of um, mm. um, employ. Uh, you know, if, if this is as bad as it could be, we have uh, supply chain issues, goods and services that we just take for granted. There just won't be enough workers to take care of these things. Yeah. And so it, it's. So that 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 will have economic consequences and and keep inflation high because it just won't be, you know, stuff stuff won't get done as quickly as we're used to. I live on Maui; things aren't done quickly here. But just imagine yeah. that being multiplied all over the globe. It's not it's not yeah. good. Thing. And, and, and sort of just, we're coming towards the end shortly. But the, the 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 other thing that's bothered me so much is when we talk about you know the the elderly population. Ed, that's one thing. When we talk about the the younger folks in their 40s and 30s and maybe into their 20s. That's, that's something different. But when you go into the, the, the pre-teen population, um, the, the thing that has revolted me the most is the enthusiasm on behalf of governments and medical authorities to, to, to jab them when they are at statistically pretty much zero risk of, of anything bad happening to them from the alleged virus. But but we've seen in the you know in 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 the uh, uh, the VARES and all the rest of it that um, unfortunately they they're suffering in the same way as the older age groups from uh, well very nasty adverse reactions up to and including death. Yeah. So when a, when a society starts to attack its own children, that's a society that needs to change, and yeah. that's yeah. that's what's going to happen. And if it doesn't. Um, then we're lost. So this, we need to stop this. And when they went after the children, they did it in the U.S. And yes. I suspect they did it primarily because if you get it on the childhood vaccination schedule, yes. you receive immunity. Yes. So this is how disgusting this is. This is a legal trick. And they don't care about injuring children just to protect themselves. These people need to pay eventually. So, oh, right. so what you're saying, because the exact same is happening here as well. So they're trying to get the COVID vaccine in the U.K., onto that list of routine vaccinations given to kids, you know, when they, when they go to school and stuff. And, and so you're saying th that's a trick because that gives them immunity then from... Yeah, once you get it on the childhood vaccination schedule, any vaccine, you have, you're indemnified and you, you, and you can't be sued. Uh, and there's a, a, a trust fund of vaccine injuries, but you, you get legal immunity. So they did it. And but I, I, I don't think that's going to hold because there was fraud in the if we can prove fraud, mm. which I think there was fraud videates all contracts. So they're going down. But this is the, the fact they went after the children is all you need to know. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a bit, you know, that that 
and it bothered me the most because I consider that to be essentially genocidal. It's Moloch worship, you know, in, in some regards, some might say when you sacrifice your own the, the children, you know, I mean, uh, maybe it's because I've got two very young grandkids, but I look at them, one of them's three, uh, one of them's one and a half. They're very young. And I look at them and I think, how on earth could you contemplate requiring that age group to take this experimental treatment How can experimental you that? That, that has no benefit whatsoever it makes no sense it's it, it, it oh. this is the, this this at the very least if we just step back it it, it, it is a form of child sacrifice uh when we just when we take without we just look at it objectively yeah, it, it absolutely is. And, and and one of the things that I remember, I find so, they had pop, um, I don't know if you had them in the States, but one of the things we had over here was in local shopping arcades, they would have like pop-up vaccine centers. And and I would see, um, you know, parents taking their kids into these places. And, and honestly, it just reminded me of a, a modern version, a 21st century version of, of, of child sacrifice. And, yeah. and but it was happening in a shopping center, and ugh, sometimes you you don't have the words to express the sense of horror. Yeah, no, I I, I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah, you know. So, a final question, just before we go. Um, so in Hawaii, what was it like during lockdown and stuff? Was it tough? Were you we all told to stay indoors and uh, and wear masks if you went to the supermarket and stuff? What was life like in those early days of 2020 when we were all so supposed to be so afraid. So, 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 uh, Hawaii had some of the most draconian lockdowns. Um, the good news was they didn't shut down the uh, hiking trails. So I hiked by myself all throughout mm -hmm. the COVID lockdown every day. Mm -hmm. Every day I went for a hike and there was no one on the trail. Then when they started to open them up again, people were walking by me with masks, running into the woods when I would walk by. It was the most bizarro time of my yeah. life. You're outside and people are running away from a hiker that's as fit as I am. It's, I, I, I was horrified. Yeah, I think that was a common experience we all had. But look, but look, the good, the good thing is, I think a, a positive note to leave people on is that I think people are waking up. More and more people are waking up. I think uh, publishing a book like you've done, Ed, and, and having all that, uh, all those human stories uh, put out there and using all the sort of just fact-based, so it's as simple as that, uh, I, I think does us a great service. So, folks, if you haven't bought Cause Unknown, uh, the epidemic of sudden deaths in 21-22, uh, please do so. Uh, please support people like Ed. We need, uh, I think, Ed, one of the things that's come out of this is I think there is a global community of individuals who are very keen to stand up and assert our, 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 um, you, know, you know, our rights. Uh, also, you can get Ed over on I think that's that's over in the Twitters, so you can get it over there. Uh, make sure you follow him there as well, and um, I think you're on Getter as well, aren't you? So yeah, you're yes. on. We got Twitter, Getter, yep. Um, you're on the different platforms, uh, and uh, all I would sort of like to say in finishing it is thank you so much for giving your time. I know it's. It's Friday morning with you. I'm sure you could be doing other things, but uh, there's an audience here. I know they were very keen to to hear from you. So uh, someone says. It was a thousand dollar US fine if you utilized the park. Oops. I think Ed's gone. Right. Okay. Ed has vanished. I'm not sure 
what's happened there. But anyway, all it remains for me to do is thank you folks very much for being here on the stream. Appreciate your time and it's a Friday and all of that. And we'll be back on Monday with another live stream. Thanks everybody. Bye-bye.